to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we pop open a new bottle of wine. Uh, Vino. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of a consistent nighttime routine, the best ways to wind down after a long work day, and the keys to know while planning your own routine, when you're creating your own routine. Mm -hmm. So we did a lot of facts here on what works. If you have insomnia, maybe, have trouble sleeping, this is the episode for you. And you know it's all scientifically backed. Everything we say is scientifically backed. We looked all this shit up, so you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) But first we have some housekeeping. Natalie, do you want to get into it? Yes. So we're doing the promo that we've been doing. So. Promo time. So t-shirt cannon. T-shirt. Time. <laughs> if we ever do a live event, we should definitely we have to get have a t-shirt, t-shirt cannon. cannon. Oh God, we should put my tank top. You know the tank top. <gasps> no, you can't give that away. I know, but we could we could do redos. We could do redos. We I've got a very special tank top. <laughs> if you know me right now, you're laughing. Anyways, so if you do a rate and review of the podcast and you take a screenshot of it and you email it to us at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com, you will be entered to win one of my candles from my life. And they smell amazing. It is so worth it. Thank you so much. Yes. But Natalie, before we get into the episode, we always got to drink wine. We got to drink some wine. And I'm very curious what we're drinking today. Yeah, so today we've got a little rosé. And you know what? Hmm. You should read this because it's in French. Oh, should I do my <gasps> French accent? Yes. Oui. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Also, can I say this right now? Yes. On a previous episode, I had the audacity to speak in French, and I listened back to it, and I'm absolutely wrong. I tried to say 75 in French, and it was a complete disaster. Oh, I remember this. Mm-hmm. It was a complete disaster. It was so embarrassing. I'm like, what do I do? We have to delete it. I, I was like, what do I do? I'm listening to it like, I, and I'm like, oh, no. And I like correct myself. No, no, no. It's soissons cinq. And it's like not even close. Anyways, so just bear with me. Is this French? I think so. Okay. Domon, Tampierre, Bandol, um, 2016, which I did learn how to say, which I'm not going to try to do numbers again. Numbers are hard. Misson, Boutlet, au Domon. These are just like places. This is the name in a sentence. Okay. Well, it's uh, it's something that sounds French. Bandol. Domon, Tampierre, Bandol, 2016. All right. We're going to... Appellation. I will also defend Corinne right now and say that it's a very hard... Like, the writing is extremely hard to read. Just whatever, guys. Whatever. Whatever. I was... I was the... I would say the least talented French student in my class. Okay, your class was also, like... It was three. (laughs) So... But both of them (laughs) were better than me. Well... By far. Hey. Kate and Ellen, you know... Kate and Ellen, shout out. Shout out to my shout French buddies. I love them so much. Um, oh, I got to pour myself glass. Pour yourself a okay. little glassy glass, and we're not going to go interesting. <laughs> yeah, we got to st- We should make shirts that say interesting. interesting. <laughs> DM us and tell us how do you spell. Please let us know. I want to do it so bad. It's so hard not to do. If there was any other time, I mean, this one truly is interesting. <laughs> Man, you better work. All right, let's get into this. Actually, you know what I need to get into real quick? What? 
Corinne and I have been watching. Okay, Corinne got me into it. <sighs> and we're going to have to somehow restrain ourselves right now. We were just telling Sophie about it. Yes. The Vow. Have you guys seen The Nexium Cult. It came out. It's a, well, this is really, this really <sighs> happened, but it came out on HBO Max, like, I think like a year ago. I just re- found all this information on the Nexium cult. Let me tell you right now, it's a slippery slope. It is a slippery You start getting into slope. the Nexium stuff and reading about what happened and how these people got into a sex cult. Yeah. Unknowingly, it is fascinating and it happened. It's like currently it's happening. Like happening. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. It's insane. So Corinne listened to like a podcast and she mm-hmm. was like, you guys, this shit is absolutely insane. It's called Escaping Nexium. if you guys want to check it out. I still have to listen to the podcast. So then I immediately started watching The Vow mm-hmm. and I I couldn't stop consuming. So now you need to watch Seduced, which is on Stars. You have to get a Stars like a trial account just yeah. to watch it, which I will. No, that's what me and Joe did. We got one for a week and we watched it all in a week. It's oh. only four episodes or five episodes. But I wish, oh, I was so glad The Vow was nine. I was like, thank But God. let me just tell you guys, if you're driving or you're listening to this and you're thinking, I would never get into a cult. Yes, you would. If you watch or listen to this, you, any person could have fallen for this. Yeah, I was would like have. a normal like business promotional type of program where you just like buy little classes and it was like super positive. And all of a sudden they went from that to getting branded and fucking the main dude. Yes. Yes, they did. In a blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye. (laughs) And let me tell you, I when I watched that first episode, I I Snapchatted Corinne and I said, I'm a little concerned. Well, that's what me and me and Joe would have been bamboozled into this. Oh yeah, me and Joe, we know we would have gotten into it. We're like, at what point would we have gotten out? Because I don't think I would have gotten all the way. I wouldn't. But I would have been in the little courses. I would have had my little sash on and been like, oh yeah, business development. Mm -hmm. Yes, I might have even wanted to teach one of the classes. Me too. I feel like we would have gotten into it together. We would have been into it. Oh, hundred percent. And then all of a sudden they'd be like, hey, can you meet me in this? uh, Let me blindfold you and put in put you in this car and brand you and yeah. i'd be like take you to the volleyball court i am uh i'm out of here <laughs> i am a sayonara okay well sayonara. anyways you guys probably think we're insane but we highly you recommend gotta watch it if you're into true crime or anything the whole nexium scandal which is like literally currently unfolding like there's still Stuff's some still um, happening. like a, people are getting sentenced still for what they their involvement <sighs> Anyways, really not a good thing to watch though. Um, close to bedtime, and let's. Aha! <laughs> so let's get actually into it. So, actually, our morning routines episode was one of our most popular. Yes. So we, we figured that we'd follow it up with its counterpart, the nighttime routine. And as much as we all hate to admit it, having a good sleep. Having good sleep practices, including going to bed early and consistently at the same time, really does make a huge difference in terms of how your following day goes. So we found some great tips and practices for you all so that you can create your own routine that keeps you happy, healthy, and energized for all the things that life throws at you. And that's really all we want. We want you guys to be happy, healthy, and energized at all times. You deserve it. All right. So Natalie, why are bedtime routines important? Like why do we need to be prioritizing this? Okay. So the Sleep Foundation Organization, we hit you with that dot org. Always. Always. They say that humans are creatures of habit. Like any other routine, bedtime routines establish habits that help our brains recognize when it's time to sleep. By performing the same activities in the same order every night, your brain comes to see those activities as a precursor 
to sleep. Oh. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, bedtime routines also play an important role in reducing late-night stress and anxiety, the kind of worrisome thoughts that keep you up at night. So anxious thoughts and rumination, they activate your mind and your sympathetic nervous system, which is not good Mm -hmm. because left unchecked, those thoughts can intensify and develop into insomnia, which a a Miss Corinne over (laughs) here had a little experience with. I've had my fair share of insomniac moments where or times and so when i was experiencing insomnia i deep dived into understanding sleep like i love to read like medical journals because it's debilitating if you can't get a full night's rest and i was getting like four hours of sleep for like at best like months Mm -hmm. and it was getting really bad it was actually harming my relationship with joe too because i'd have to sleep on the couch and he'd sleep in the bed and it was just like this whole i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy um and so i feel like i'm a bit of an expert here because i had to really yes get into this i mean sleep deprivation is actually a form of torture like that's they use that as a form of torture yeah which like yeah it makes sense because it is it, it's it, it is torturous. Ugh. But not if you follow these routines. No. So by following a bedtime routine, you can keep that mind of yours focused on other tasks and it will encourage yourself to relax instead. Yes. We just want a relaxy time. So not starting our nighttime routines, when you finish work, mm-hmm. how do we start getting ready for our evening? Okay. So when you get home from work, ladies and gents, you got to change out of your clothes A-S-A-P. It's really hard to shut your work mind off while you're still dressed in work clothes. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as you can, you want to change into your comfy clothes or even like regular street clothes. Just change out of whatever you wore office or wherever you were at. Yes. And that will help you begin to detach from the day and start transitioning into your eve. That's something I want to be better about. I feel like I keep my like work outfit on for so long where I'm like, I work from home and I feel like I might even need to make that distinction like, oh, now I'm going to get my comfy clothes on and uh-huh. like start making dinner, you know? Yes. Actually, this happened to me last night because I usually am kind of good about that. But last night, I've just been so busy that I wore my work clothes until like 9 p.m. Yeah. And it just wasn't right. It doesn't feel good. No. Mm-mm. Another thing to do right when you get home after work is to write down a to-do list for the next day or even journal about your day. Mm-hmm. So if your mind is still scattered about the you know the day that you've just had or with your to-dos, if you just take some time to write down what you want to accomplish tomorrow, write down those things you didn't get done today at work, this is a good way to decompress and start processing a long day of work. And if you're an entrepreneur or someone with a more flexible schedule, planning out your whole next day takes a lot of stress off of the mind right before bed and will keep you on track so that during the day you don't have to work super late. Yeah, I need to be better about that. We need to be better about that. But it's good to just like write down when you get yes. home, you're like, okay, I didn't do that, I didn't do that. Because then if you don't do that, you're doing that in bed. And you're like, right, I didn't get that done at work. I didn't do that. Just like write it down. Tomorrow I'm going to do this, 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 this. Take the time. Well, it's fresh on your mind yeah, too. Just let it spill out of your head and be like, all right, we're moving on to things like a dinner. Dinner. So dinner should be a lighter meal of the day rather than your heaviest meal of the day. That's not an opinion. That's apparently science. No, this is science. Yes. It really is. <laughs> yes. We're not just it's not like a diet thing either it's just like a body it's just like a fang so you want to avoid spicy foods at night which can cause indigestion 
Also avoid alcohol if you want to have a deep restful sleep. Even if alcohol helps you fall asleep, it's still considered a sleep disruptor by the National Sleep Foundation, which would lead to less restful deep sleep. So things like turkey, almonds, chamomile tea, kiwi, fatty fish, things like that are really good um, like dinner time, you know, because also turkey has that like tryptophan. Yeah, turkey has that hormone. I think almonds has it too. And I think those are just good yeah. foods to like eat in the evening. Yeah. They're like light on your stomach time. and also have some like hormones. Mm-hmm. And then also as a side note, but related to food and bevies. Try not to reach for that 4 p.m. slump coffee because caffeine has a half-life of around five hours. So meaning the cup you drank at four could still be in your system at nine. Yeah. That's not good. Honestly, a lot of my insomnia research says 1 p.m. No caffeine. Wow. Yeah, because it could stay, actually can stay in your bloodstream up to eight hours. Wow. So, Yeah. Interesting. If you're having trouble sleeping, caffeine is like the first thing you got to cut out. Mm -hmm. Another thing you can do is to consider a bedtime snack. So a high-carbohydrate snack like crackers or toast or jam, they can actually trigger the intake of serotonin, which aids with sleep. Oh, you know what? I sometimes think that's why people like to – I mean, when we were little, would drink milk before bed. Yeah, well, that has that has carbs um, and sugar. No, no. Well, the milk actually has the tryptophan, like the turkey. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, interesting. Also, you know, I'm, I'm literally an expert. Yeah, <laughs> truly. And I, I also think that you know, if people like do fasting and stuff, but like if you're hungry right before bed, eat a damn snack because you can't. If your like stomach's rumbling, you're gonna be awake. No, a little little cracker. A little Right before bed, give you a little serotonin, put you right to sleep. Put you right to sleep. So that's all of the after after work work till about bed-ish time. So what should we do to start winding down? A great thing to do is to have sex. Bone. Bone. (laughs) Obviously, this is a really great way to relax, de-stress from the day. You might even want to have sex earlier in the evening rather than right before bed when you're exhausted. Before or after dinner are a great time to have sex and just start, again, getting out of that work brain Uh and just like, okay, now I'm focusing on myself, my partner, connection, Mm -hmm, all that stuff. mm -hmm. Another thing that's great for winding down is a hot bath or shower. So body temp is actually directly linked to the production of melatonin. Did you know that? Isn't that insane? No, I knew this. She knew that because she's an expert. Um, This is a very key part of sleep. The body temperature. Yes. Yes. So as our body cools in the evening time, we produce more melatonin and get sleepy. So by taking a hot bath or hot shower about an hour or two before bed, you can actually biohack and augment your body's core temperature. So if you raise your body temperature an hour or two before bed, it will begin to produce that melatonin as it cools down closer to your bedtime. And not only are baths relaxing, they're actually chemically helping you sleep better. So the thing is, is don't take the bath too close to bedtime because then that little hat could backfire because then you're too hot. Then you're too hot. You're too hot. But you need that kind of like cooling. Mm-hmm. You know when I can actually tell that Chiro's tired if I touch him and he, he's kind of cold. Oh. And I'm like, oh, he's getting <gasps> sleepy. Oh my God, this makes so much sense. Okay. In high school, I used to say this to people all the time and they would be like, what are you talking about? And I would be like, you know when like you're sitting in class and it's really cold and then you, you get tired? Mm-hmm. And they were like, what? Yeah. 
It's because your body right. temperature is cooling down and that like is making more melatonin. I was right the whole time. Yes, you were. Oh, my God. Another good wind-down technique is to dim the lights. So like body temperature, light affects the production of melatonin as well. So as early as you can, start dimming lights in your house, lighting candles, using lamps instead of the overheads. And the earlier that you can get your house dark, is the easier it'll be to fall asleep early. Yeah. I actually – You're good about this. The sun doesn't go down to like 8.30 here right now, but I start shutting the blinds at like 5.30. I don't have any blinds in my house. Oh, yeah. You've got a lot of natural light. But, yeah, it's good. And you know what? If you podcast and you send us a screenshot. You have a nice candle. You might get a nice candle to light to wind down, okay? (laughs) Another thing is to do a hobby. So something that's relaxing like knitting, coloring books, meditation, reading. Those are all great ways to decompress that are not overly stimulating to the brain like TV. Yeah. And I actually highly rec getting a red light book light on Amazon um, because that blue light from like the overheads, if you're reading a mm-hmm. book, that could actually keep you up. So if you have this little red light book light, it just helps with getting you nice and sleepy. Nice and sleepy. So for our listeners that are like, all right, we got the tips, but we want to create our own routines. What are some things that they've got to consider? Yeah, so you can consider starting your routine about an hour to 90 minutes before you get into bed. And similar to the morning routines, being consistent with your bedtime is the most key part of this. If you get anything from this and from my insomnia training, you must go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. And also, this is the hard part. Weekends. Weekends. But also, if you didn't get sleep the night before and you're like, hey, I'm going to go to bed earlier today, don't do that. Oh, really? Force yourself to stay up to whatever your bedtime is. Damn. Yeah, don't. You can't. you got to be – your body loves consistency. But I don't love consistency. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, what if I want to keep watching The Vow? No. You know? Natalie. It's going to have to wait till tomorrow. And also just remember to hydrate as much as you can during the day and not drinking so much at night so you don't mm-hmm. have to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom, yeah. which I do basically every night anyways, but – I never do that. 3 a.m. 3 to 4 a.m. I'm up and I'm going to the bathroom. You got to stop your hydration like a little earlier. (sighs) I just think it's just a thing. Just a thing. And I just get back into bed and fall asleep. Well, that's good. So another thing to consider is got to leave your electronics alone. So computers, TVs, smartphones, tablets, they all emit this really strong blue light. We've all heard of it. When you use these devices, that blue light floods your brain, tricking it into thinking it's daytime. So as a result, your brain suppresses melatonin production and actually works to stay awake, which you don't want. No. So you want to avoid using electronics in the evening as much as possible. We know it's hard. But be sure to turn your phone's red light filter well before your What is a red light filter? I've yes. literally never heard this. Okay. So I you know what? I'm gonna tell you how to do I it. I have night mode where it like kind of kind of no. gets a little yellow. Okay, no, no, no. So that does kind of work, but the red light filter is a whole other thing. Oh god. So basically you put the setting if you've got an iPhone. I'm sorry, Android. I don't know I'm if it's so on an sorry, Android. Android, you gotta figure your shit out. I don't know. But it is on an <laughs> iPhone. So basically, like, you know, at the middle of the night, if you wake up or like even early in the morning, if you look at your phone and you're like blinded. Mm-hmm. So the red light, it's the antithesis, I guess, of the blue light, mm-hmm. right? So you can set it on your phone so that when you hit the side button three times, it will automatically turn the light on. Okay. So it makes your whole screen red. Oh. Um, so you go to settings, then go to general, <laughs> then go to accessibility, 
and click accessibility shortcut. And then there's a thing called color filters. Oh, you know what that's probably for? People who are colorblind. colorblind. Yeah. Although, I don't know. I think the red one is specifically Because this is for- accessibility, which is normally for like people who need extra help. Oh, really? Yeah. But that's that's a really Do good one. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Also, um, you know, blue light glasses. Yeah. Those are great options if you want to watch TV before bed or look at your phone late at night. Yes. And okay, so beyond electronics, something that you can consider incorporating into your routine if you want is sound, Mm -hmm. which is something that I do. I have a little sound machine. And according to the National Institute of Health, 62% of people listen to music or ambient sounds to help them sleep. And the genre really isn't important so long as the music relaxes you. Mm -hmm. Um, And other types of audios can be good for sleep too, like white or pink noise. I listen to white noise. It's literally my sound machine just goes, I listen to pink noise. I don't know the difference. They basically sound the same. Yeah, it says pink noise is like rain or waves. Um, So that's what my, has an option for that. But I just like the, I like the, yeah. Yeah. And has been, um, but pink noise has been shown to improve sleep quality while white noise may help you fall asleep faster by masking other sounds. I can hear anything. I can hear absolutely. If you, Natalie, were to take a breath, you live 15 minutes away from me, I would hear it. You're like, hello? I'd be like, Natalie's awake. (laughs) Senses, what? I can hear everything. But there's a lot of Spotify playlists for pink noise, white noise. If you want to look it up, even like YouTube videos, if you don't want to get a sound machine. But you can also go on Amazon and just get a little $25 sound machine. They really do make, I listen to the ones on Spotify, but they really do help. They do. All right, so let's talk about prepping our actual bedrooms, our sleep haven. Our little sleep haven. Yes, how should we do that? So you want to dedicate part of your bedtime routine to transforming your room into a sleep oasis. I love that word. I know, oasis. So you're going to make a ritual out of making things cool. That's really important. Mm -hmm. Things dark and quiet or your little noise machine. Just take a little time to just kind of create your little little space. Your little ambiance. Here's a real big thing, though, you guys. I know when we were all little, we really wanted this when we were adults, but it's not the move. It's going to be controversial. No TVs in your bedroom. Saw's about it, but you should not. Do you have a TV in your bedroom? I do not. Neither do I. I've always wanted one. But I know it's not the business. Mm -mm. And here's why. Studies have proven that watching TV before bed disrupts your sleep cycle. And they've also found that couples who have TVs in their bedroom have half as much sex as those that do not. So people aren't getting it if they've got a TV in there. It also gives you an opportunity to read more, have a conversation with your partner, use electricity and energy. Use less. Uh, you use less electricity and energy. Oh, did I say more? You just said use. <laughs> oh, sorry. But yes, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm doing something a little dirty here because I had Natalie read that because Joe, and he's been mentioned a lot in this episode, he really wants a TV and the bedroom and I am fighting him. Well, this is not even just me saying it. This is science. This is science. These are scientific studies. Joe, are you going to go against science? So are you going to go against you science? You can't go against science. You cannot listen to the science and get vaccinated and all this and then say, well, the TV science doesn't matter. Sorry, exactly. Joe. Exactly. Doesn't work out. Ah, I love you. I'm so sorry, Joe. It's not happening. And another thing you can do to create your sleep oasis is to set your thermostat to somewhere between 60 to 71 degrees Fahrenheit. I do not. 60. 
I do That's um fucking cold. 69. I do 67. Oh, Ooh, 69. She's getting wild. Getting wild. <laughs> you can also uh, turn off any noisy electronics, dim the lights, pull down your blackout curtains. I got blackout curtains. <laughs> and uh, put things away or move clutter and just enjoy your favorite scent, What maybe with like an aromatherapy diffuser or something. Mm-hmm. Just something lovely and, and calming. Yes. And then this part's real tough, but once your head hits the pillow – don't do anything other than trying to just fall asleep. So yeah. you want your brain to see your bed as a place to sleep and for nothing else. So unfortunately, the bedtime TikTok scrolls, as yeah. much as they're great, is just… The bedroom, this is like… And the this w- is also a point to do sexy time before bed. In my insomnia research, it said the bedroom should literally only be for sleep and sex. That yeah. is it. You should do nothing else in your bed. I don't, don't go in my bedroom in your bed all day. Me neither. Hey, you know what? Good for us. Good for us. Good for us. We're ahead of the curve here. Um, and the last thing, something that's personal to me that I wanted to share with you guys is practicing gratitude before bed. Instead of like counting sheep at night, one thing I like to do is I think of all the things that I was grateful for during my day. I'll yeah. think about the people. It's kind of similar to prayer. Prayer is also a great time right before you're falling asleep. But mm-hmm. I will literally go through my day and I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy like that person did that or open that door for me yeah. or like oh I'm so I love talking to my mom on the phone today and like it'll just be little things and then yeah. like I'll get to a point where I can't be grateful for anything anymore and I start getting bored and I'm like well I guess I was grateful for and then you start repeating things the TV <laughs> and then I'm asleep yeah the other thing I like to do is I like to go over my next day in my head like what? how Natalie was stressing me the fuck out no 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 but like I like envision my next day and like how great it will be mm. so I like kind of like play it in a little movie in my head I'm like oh it's gonna be a great day tomorrow and then I fall asleep okay you know what I mean yes all right so this is actually this is Professor Fox coming in because she's briefly explained this to me but really not in depth so we're about to get a lesson in something called chronotypes. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. She's I very can, passionate can, about chronotypes. Can, She's going to flip the table, I honest can flip to God. the table right now. Okay, so please tell <laughs> me and the Amis what the fuck a chronotype is. So there are four main chronotypes. You are going to be one of them. Okay. And it's really important when planning out your nighttime routine to know what type of sleeper you are. And so a chronotype is a person's circadian typology or the individual differences in activity and alertness in the morning and evening. So there are four types. There's bear, dolphin, lion, and wolf. Oh. And now you can guess which one you are, but I think you might know. Okay. And it's just important to kind of know how, what time you should go to bed and things like that. So number one is the bear. And most people fall under the category of the bear chronotype. And this means that their sleep and wake cycle kind of matches the sun. So bear chronotypes, they wake easily. They typically fall asleep with no problem. And they're most productive before noon. But they're prone to that post-lunch dip between 2 p.m. and 4 Mm p.m. Now, the next one is the dolphin. So if you have trouble following any sleep schedule, then you may be a dolphin. Quote, they often don't get enough sleep due to their sensitivity to different disturbing factors like noise and light. Can you guess which one I am? I was going to say, this is very dolphin-y. Very dolphin. But the good news is that dolphins, they have a peak productivity window from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., which is a great time to get things done. I would I start, say that is definitely your peak window. I start my, my work day at 10 a.m. Yeah. I don't I don't have any important meetings before 10 a.m. 
Oh, yeah, interesting. And I'm not turned on. I'm the opposite. Yes. So the next one is a lion. And lion chronotypes like to rise early in the morning. They may easily wake up before dawn and are at their best up until noon. Oh, this is me. That is you. <laughs> and Tim- <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Oh, my God. Right. It's the wine and we're so tired. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so typically li- <laughs> that was that was corny as hell. Listen, I'm old. I'm All right. old. All right, right. Typically lion types wind down in the evening and end up falling asleep between nine or ten PM. This is so you. This so if me. you get up early and you feel really good in the morning, then you're probably a lion and you go to bed early. And the last one is a wolf. So this chronotype often has trouble waking up in the morning. In fact, wolf chronotypes feel more energetic when they wake up at noon, especially since their peak productivity starts at noon and ends about four hours later. And wolf types also get another boost around 6 p.m. and they can find that they get a lot done while everyone else is done for the day. That's my brother. Really? Yeah. Oh, and Sophie. And Sophie. Sophie Sophie says that she's a wolf type. You know what's fun? Okay, you know what's going to be fun? What? If you're listening to this episode, go to our Instagram and comment on our thing. Oh, with the emoji? With your emoji of which one you are. Oh, yeah. Go on our Instagram, Am I Doing This Right Pod, and comment if you're a bear, a dolphin, a lion, or a wolf. Wolf. And all right, that's our nighttime routine episode we hope that you guys learned a lot about how important a consistent nighttime routine is and have some great starting points that will help you get inspired to create your own bedtime routine that helps you live your best most rested life yes that's all we want for all of us geez this wine's been really making me feel crazy me too same it's been a long day, though. It's been a long day. So, Nat, should we um, review this? I'm not going to do my French accent because I think it's offensive. Okay. Um, <laughs> this Domain Tempier Bandol 2016. It's like a rosé. It's a rosé of sorts. And, you know, we don't – we're not rosé stands here. We're, we're forever looking for our favorite rosé. We're not, but we should introduce oh, our hottie of the week. Hottie. So, there was a certain movie that came out several years ago. That was all about sleep and dreams. Dreams and, and dreams within dreams. Dreamscapes. And who was the star of that film? None other than Leo DiCaprio. Yes. And he was in Yeah, he was in Inception, mm-hmm. which was like a dream a movie. I mean, who knows what it was who really about. Who knows? That Chris Nolan, right? Chris I Nolan. can't. <laughs> Natalie and I have some beef with We've him after beef. Memento. <laughs> but we felt like it was fitting because it has to do with dreams. So mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio, one, two, Leo. What are we thinking this wine is? Like, I don't a, love it. I'd give it a, a five. five. I was going to say a five. All right. You know, it's interesting. It smells kind of good, but I don't love. It might even be a four. I can do a four and a half. Four and a half. Four yeah. and a half. I'm going to stay with Leo. five. I'm going to stay with five. Okay. But. Um, four and a half out of Leo for this domain. Whatever Tempiel the <laughs> I said I wouldn't do it, and I'm doing it. All right. <laughs> This is the part of the show where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week we're doing personality tests. Personality quizzes. And I am not going to lie. I don't know what my personality test is testing for, but it will be very interesting. We're going to find out. Nat, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I'll ask you. Okay. So 
these are like I statements, but I'm saying okay. you feel the most energetic and focused. I already know this in the morning, during the afternoon, or early evening, late at night. Morning. morning. Okay. When you walk, do you tend to walk? You can just tell me. How do you walk? Do you walk fast with short steps, slow? You can. Here's your options. Okay. Fairly fast with long steps. Fairly fast with small steps. Less fast, head up, looking the world in the face. Less fast, head down, or very slow. I think I walk relatively fast with short steps. You have very short legs. Very short legs. Okay. When you speak to people, do you tend to stand with your arms folded, have your hands clasped, have one hand or both hands on your hips, talk or push the person to whom – touch or push push the person to whom you're talking? Do you touch them and, like, play with them? Or do you play with your hair, your ear, touch your face, smooth your hair? I think I – Stand with your arms folded. Fold, yeah, I was going to say folded or sometimes just like on my hip. Hip. Let's do hip. Yeah, I think I do that more. Okay. When you're relaxed, do you usually sit with your knees bent, with your knee, your legs neatly side by side, your legs crossed, your legs stretched out or straight, or one leg curls? Stretched out and straight. Okay. When you find something really funny, I can answer this for you. You oh, usually give a big appreciative laugh. That's what you do. Yeah. But this one also says a laugh, but not a loud one. You give a big one. It's a big laugh. So my thing is like, if I'm laughing so hard, you can't hear me laughing. I know, but it's still big. It's not like you're just like, huh. No, no, no. Yeah. It's just like, I'm laughing so hard that I'm, I don't breathe. Actually, I'm on the ground. Yeah. I yeah. would say a big appreciative laugh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And when you enter a party or a social gathering, you tend to make a loud entrance so that everyone notices you. Absolutely not. <laughs> make a quiet entrance looking around for someone you know. Or make the quietest entrance trying to stay unnoticed. I think you look for someone you know. I look for somebody I know. Yeah. But I would like it for most people to not know that I exist. <laughs> yes. Do you want me to do the trying to stay unnoticed? No. I look. I if somebody's there that I know, I will immediately go find them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you're focused on a task and you're, un, and you're interrupted, you're likely to welcome the break, feel irritated, or vary between the two extremes. I just get so fucking distracted. So I would say, I mean, I don't get irritated easily, but I guess I would say irritated. You can be both too. Like it's, or you're kind of like, oh, man. Because it throws me off track. Okay, so I'm like, fuck. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Your favorite color is? Green. Yeah. Before you fall asleep, you're usually lying. How do you lie? I sleep like a corpse in a coffin. <laughs> stretched out on your back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then this last question. When you dream, you're often – do you have like a similar dream that you're always doing? Like this says falling, fighting, searching for something or someone, flying or floating. You have dreamless sleep or your dreams are always pleasant? For the most part, they're always pleasant and they're just like random as shit. Okay. So we'll do always pleasant. All right. Get results. If this makes me put my email address in, I will Ugh, lose my shit. It better not. Oh, okay. So you're, okay. So your results. The loyal friend. Oh. Yes. So others see you as sensible, cautious, careful, and practical. They see you as clever, gifted, or talented, but modest. Oh my God. So you. Oh my God. Not a person. Not a person who makes friends too quickly or easily. I think you do make friends really easily. But someone who's extremely loyal to their friends, yep. You do make and expects the same loyalty in return. Those who really get to know you realize that it takes a lot to shake your trust in your friends, but equally that it takes you a long time to get over if that trust is broken. True that. Yes. True that. Yes. Wow. That was surprisingly accurate. Yeah. And I will say like, yes, I can easily make friends and stuff, but – I only have like a very few like close 
Well, there was like a range and I will say you got the loyal friend, but you were on the high end of it. And that next one was the lively center of attention, which I wouldn't say you are, but you are very, you're more that way than the next one down was the careful plotter. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. So like, I think you're more (laughs) like the lively, Uh you were like, you got a, it was like a 40 was the cutoff. You got like 37. So you're like more that way. Interesting. Oh, that's a cute little quiz. That's a cute quiz. So mine's dumb in comparison. (laughs) (laughs) So this is your true soulmate is a food. Plan a romantic date to find out what it is. (laughs) First, what are you going to wear? Something trendy, classy, fancy, casual, sporty, or cute? Cute. Cute. Are you bringing anything with you? Flowers, chocolate, your camera, your phone, snacks, or your presence is just in a Probably snacks for myself. That's like she, – I'm not she, sharing those. No, no, no. She's – you guys, she will not go anywhere without snacks. Where are you going? A new restaurant, mini golf, the movies, on a hike, then a picnic in the woods, an amusement park, or nowhere because they're coming over. A new restaurant. A new restaurant. What are you going to eat? Sandwiches, spaghetti and meatballs, pizza, Burger and fries, salmon, vegan street tacos. I mean, this is a date? Yeah. I mean, I would obviously want to choose pizza, but I mean, I feel like when I'm on a date, I'm going to have salmon or like, I hope it's somewhere pizza. Just write pizza. I was going to, you got to go with your gut, which is pizza. This is your dream date, apparently. What's your next activity? You walk off the food, stargazing, roller skating, binge watch Netflix, riding on the swings, or going <laughs> window shopping. Natalie, um, like, what's but Listen, this is, I would say walk off the food. I was saying, I like this a, one is dumb. I like a little, like little walkie. Yeah. I mean. I, yeah, that's great. What's for dessert? Ice cream, cupcakes, chocolate covered strawberries, cookies. This one says, I just need whipped cream. Wink, wink. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or lemon meringue pie. <laughs> so fucking dumb. This is so stupid. Um, Who writes these? Ice cream, ice cream. Finally, how are you going to end the I night? I want to get off this day. Jesus Christ. How are you going to end the night? With a good night kiss, they're going to stay the night. What? You're going to watch another episode of the show with a nightcap. Of like a the drink. show. Or it says watch one more episode. So whatever oh. show you're watching. Uh, with a nightcap, you're going to dance the night away or refer back to the whipped cream. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. In my dream scenario, I would dance the night away. But realistically, what me and Joe do after a date night is we watch another episode of our show. Right. Whatever show we're watching. Okay. Probably the next The Empire. Probably the next. Probably The Vow. Okay, so your true soulmate is ice cream. That's weird because Joe loves ice cream. (gasps) It is his favorite dessert. This man would have an IV drip of ice cream into his veins oh if he could. God, I didn't know that about Joe. It says, it says, ice cream is a national comfort food. It knows exactly how to warm your heart with its gentle, cold touch and luscious taste. Typically, we find ourselves crying into a pint of our favorite flavor from heartache, but now you can rest easy knowing you two are going to last forever and your heartaches will be no more. This person has way too much free time. Who, who wrote this? wrote this? <laughs> I, think I, I think it actually says who wrote it. I'm going to Casey Hampton. Casey Hampton. Girl, get a hobby. hobby. (laughs) Girly pop. You gotta get a hobby. And ice cream really gets in touch with your emotional self. I'm like, Casey, 
<laughs> but it does make sense because it's Joe's favorite dessert. So maybe hey, it's really it, it tracks. It tracks. It tracks. Is it so, insane? It yes. <laughs> Casey, we, we gotta talk, Girly okay, Pop. We've gotta end the episode. <laughs> yes, it's like, really derailed. So We're off the fucking rails now. <laughs> All right. Well, we if, love you so much. Go wait. ahead and rate and review. Rate and review the podcast. If you have a question or a topic suggestion, you guys want to learn something, yeah. we'll do all the research for you. Feel free to DM us at Am I Doing This Right Pod or email us at Am I Doing This Right Pod at gmail.com. Per. Oh, yeah. Your thing you did? No, per. What the fuck are you saying? Corinne's always mad at me because I'm not on TikTok, but they say that on TikTok. They say per? Yes, drag queen. Sophie. Per. We're, we're deferring to the 20 year old. You're not on TikTok. Okay. Okay. We got, we're, we're we got to end this. We got to end this. Guys, we'll be back <laughs> next week with another episode. episode. And we love you guys. Thank you so much. Bye.